and welcome to episodio número 31 of Otra por favor. Otra por favor. Ya mira, ya, ya, you got your job back. Yeah, <laughs> mira, ya me regresé, yeah. volví acá, ya nuestro podcast ya es un adulto grande ya de 30 y 30 años. adelante. I know, right? Yeah. Um, now that he's... He needs to get a job and start paying bills. I know. I know. And for sure. he's starting he's to get helping for sure. In the age where the podcast is asking us a little more advice about life <laughs> and, you know, saying, yeah, I should have done this when I was younger. Yep. But yeah, I agree. How are you Me feeling, too. David? I'm feeling good, man. Um, I'm glad to. It's, it's been, what, an episode <laughs> that I haven't recorded or two episodes? Two episodes. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's good to be back, man. We, we miss Koke for sure, but hopefully one right of now. these next um uh, episodes we will we'll be all three here uh i mean next week next week next week yeah there you go and uh well before without any further ado yes. uh, we have a very special guest like very all of our guest. special guests yes yes that we've had rue anana yes how are you today rue i'm doing great good, i good. really appreciate y'all having me thank we're you. gonna thank good. you for being thank here you. Thank, yeah. you. Yeah. thank you for Happy taking birthday the time. as well oh thank you thank you yeah, and on the podcast, right? 30, yeah, 31. 31. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, I, I was, so the the way I know Rue is Rue works with Abel mm-hmm. at the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Barbara and then shop. he, he's been wanting me to, you know, invite you. And I was a, a little adamant, like, you know what? Let's do it before the year's over. So yeah. welcome. Thank you. Yeah. This is my very first podcast period. And this is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And that I want to continue doing and, you know, one day maybe even a TED talk or something like that. So there we like, go. Hey, yeah. this is a chance to pitch it and Yo, y'all prepare for it. Off. <laughs> this is amazing. Good yeah. company too. Hey, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, so can you share a little bit about you and, you know, your background, where you're from originally and when you moved to Austin and why you moved to Austin? Yeah, sure. So um, my name's Rue. I am known as the Queer Friendly Barber. Um, I will talk more about that later, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I have been in Austin a little over a decade. So about 10 years, I came up from the Valley. Um, so the nine, uh, five, bra- six. Yeah, the nine, five, six, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, might get that tattooed maybe one day. <laughs> um, Do it. uh, yeah, I've been up here because I did, uh, the Valley is a small place, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's a, it's too small to not get in trouble, if you will. And Austin <laughs> is a place where you can, you have a little bit more options for your recreational time. To get in uh, trouble. <laughs> yeah, that is one option. <laughs> but also, you know, a lot of hiking over here. And I really appreciate that. And like, like Travis and whatever. Um, but it's also just a different, uh, it's a little space from where I grew up. It, mm-hmm. And that's nice. I appreciate having a little bit of space to like spread my own wings. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's I would say a lot of people feel like that about Austin. Uh, you can just a place where you can be yourself, especially creatively. Yeah. Um, some places, for example, Houston, it's it's changing a bit or even Dallas where it was super strict and very business minded. But right now it's becoming a little more focus on, on, on my, or like in a creative part, like part, especially because they have museums and museums. I mean, they display the creativeness painting, you know? Yeah. So I think I like where those places are going. Now there's still a lot of work to be done, but I hope the same would be with, you know, places like the underwater yeah. where you can have more stuff that, where you can be yourself in general. I, I 100% agree. And I, I do think that the Valley is like developing again. I haven't mm-hmm. been, 
involved with the valet for over decades, but every time I visited, which hasn't been a lot mm-hmm. lately, it's, it's popping, you know, like yeah. it's bigger and it was already big to begin with, but mm-hmm. man, people are, it's, it's a magical place. People down there are very nice, very sweet. And I'm again, also just glad to spread my wings elsewhere. It's funny that you said that it's a small place. Um, for some reason, every person that it's from the Valley and I talk to them about the Valley, they also say that it's a small place that, right. you know, there's very uh, little things to do. Right. And, and it's funny because I, I, my girlfriend's from, uh, basically grew up over there and, um, I've been going back and forth with her since I moved over here or since I came over here. And, um, I feel like there's a lot of things to do, but, but I guess since I really don't know how the Valley is uh, for me, it's like, Oh, we can go to Mexico since it's right uh, there by the border. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. do this and that. And, uh, but yeah, most of the people that I talked to, they said, Oh, it's a really small place. There's really not a lot to do here. Right. And, but it's been changing. Cause yeah. every time I, I think last time I went, it was, uh, in, I went to say like in July and it was, it was different from the last time I, I was there. Yeah. So it's growing. More places, things, more yeah, things. More things to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, when I was growing, uh, right, right before I left when I was in high school, the only thing to do was go to the mall, the one mall, or go to the beach, or maybe bowling. And like, that's kind of it. So like everything else was like uh, having somebody cooking fajitas in their, ba- you know, right. barbecue somewhere mm-hmm. um, and having like, you know, a whole pachanga with the crew. La carnita yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's been marinating for like, you know, 12 hours or something that your mom did or your yes. grandma yes. <laughs> or your grandpa or, you know. Is uh, Cabrito very like famous in El, in El Valle or is it something that... Uh, is that goat, right? Yeah. I don't, I've had birria up here. I haven't had birria down there. Down there? Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be the person to ask. I did work for a place, uh, a food truck that was a vegan food truck from that, you know, in Austin. Okay. That, uh, but everybody there was from the Valley. And so that was pretty cool. And they might be, eh, maybe people to ask because maybe not because it was a vegan, vegan yeah. <laughs> food truck. So vegan birria. I would. I mean, I don't have anything against veganism or, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the truth, right? Um, it's your body, your rules. You know. True, true. <laughs> um, but I wanted one thing that I was going to ask is, um, so the talking, you know, the accent. I know from people in the valley, they say. But like a lot. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think you have that? Mm, I don't think so. That's not something I've paid attention to. Yeah. But like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will good. say what, what you just heard, though. The, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. That yeah. is something yeah. I do all and the time. And also like super, they, yeah, they super, say super, super, super yeah. this, super that. Oh, that's you interesting. Know? Yeah. Well, I, I pay attention because my girl says yeah. that a lot. So I'm like, yeah, that's super. <laughs> <laughs> no, my wife is always telling me, she says, I say like too much, but that's because I grew up with some people from, from Laredo, more from the oh. border. And they say, but like, but like, but like this, but I like that. Yeah. And I'm used to saying that. And it's just, when we have a conversation, she's like, you're always saying, but like, like <laughs> I can't help it. It's just. It's almost like, um, though. Um, right? Yeah it's, right. It's, yeah, yeah. it's a filler. Mm-hmm. And I really don't say um a lot. I do say like more than um. Like I, it's rare for me to say um. 
Because I already know kind of like what I'm going to say. And I says something stupid, but I already know I'm going to say something. <laughs> you know, honestly, it'd be interesting if you like chose another word intentionally. And if you were like, instead of butt like or um, I'm going to say cheese or something. Cheese. Like, I don't like know. To teach, you, to teach your brain to like <laughs> react. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. That would That'd be, be interesting. Cool. Yeah. And, but also like have fun with it too. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe I'll maybe I try that today. Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> Cheese. So um, you were born, you're from the Valley. And when did you move to Austin? I don't know if you already said that or not. Yeah. Um, a decade ago, he said. Yeah. Sorry. So, well, I appreciate it. Um, I, yeah. So, so I, I have can... a bad memory. Like I have a memory of a goldfish. <laughs> so everything after 10, 20 seconds, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. Um, so I'm Puerto Rican, okay. but I was not born there. I was born in Brown in, oh my gosh, San Antonio. And uh -huh. then fourth grade, I moved down to Brownsville, the Valley. I stayed down there till, um, I graduated from high school and then like freshman year of college. Um, I didn't take a break. I went straight into college. Uh, I moved up here. So I moved up here the summer after I graduated college or, okay. oh my gosh, high school. And you mentioned what you studied earlier, you know, off, 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 off the microphone, but what did you go to college for? Yeah, I went to um, St. Edwards University for okay. kinesiology with okay. a, a pre-physical therapy and um, pre-emphasis in physical therapy. Okay. So that is something that uh, I'm glad I studied mm -hmm. and it's definitely, I don't believe anything is like for nothing. Right. So that's something that is a tool under my tool belt that I utilize, you know, in my personal day to day for myself, for my body. Um, and hopefully one day a little bit more intentionally with other people and like injuries and whatnot. But do you know what the word multi-potentialite is? No. Okay. There's a Ted talk. Okay. And, um, it's great. It's a great Ted talk, but there's a word called multi-potentialite and I see myself as that. And okay. long story short, it is somebody who has multiple talents and, uh, passions and kind of pursues them all, but in a strategic way. So not necessarily all at the same all time, time, all at once, yeah. but in a way that's like, cool, I'm going to do this for, um, this amount of time and then I'm going to move and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. Um, And for me personally, I don't necessarily want to leave really anything behind. I just want to add to my tool belt and like, mm. um, cater to my creative mind, but also like my intelligent mind, right? Like a little bit of both my left and my right brain. And I don't really know which one's which, but hey, <laughs> me either. Yeah. I, I know something is working there and I'm doing things. All right. Doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's, that's an interesting, I've never heard that. I've heard multitask, but multi-potential. Multi I can send it to you later. Man, that's cool. pretty, that's, that's something that would you consider yourself multi-potential? Cause I mean, you're good at, at like playing soccer. This guy is one of the best. Yeah. Uh, in soccer, by the way, but he's also good at like uh, construction and putting stuff together. I mean, I, I guess you can consider myself a multi-potential guy simply because um, I can do things without knowing them. I don't know if that that what the word really means, yeah. multi-potential, but um, I'm really a quick learner. So if I see you doing something, I can I can replicate. It. I can do it really uh -huh. quickly. And, and I guess that's what he's saying. He thinks I'm a multi-potential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you don't do it all like at once. No, of course you not. You take your time. Right, like, you're right. not trying to do like cutting the grass, playing soccer, and then no, no. a podcast you on the same day. You want to, you know what? Yeah, this yeah. is my day take for one day. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, know yeah. what? Some people can, <laughs> some people can like multitask like that. I have a hard time. <laughs> so I'm very much a, let's focus on one thing, the next thing. And sometimes I'm a little bit like, oh, I focused on it for 10 seconds and then moved on and we'll come back to it, which isn't 
efficient. But again, some people are totally t- talented or whatever you want to say, like to the point where they're like, oh yeah, I'm juggling five things and、yeah. it's just my regular day. <laughs> so you were saying multiple potential, like you and you talk about strategies. You don't want to do everything at once. Say out of five things that you've done, what was the first thing you, you did? What's maybe three things? What's the first thing, the second? And you're current now, the third one, what would it be like? Oh, on the spot. Okay. <laughs> Just being in Austin, I have had a couple of different professional hats. Okay. So just being in Austin,、um, I have been an aquatic director. So I have taught kids to swim. So that included teaching kids to swim, teaching teachers to teach to kids to swim, hiring and firing. Dealing with the parents, the kids, et cetera. I was like the big boss of everyone. So that's、oh, one.、Wow. Okay. Two,、um, before that, I was in、um, you know, college like studying kinesiology. So I would say that I had that professional energy, I guess, of like doing、uh, physical therapy type stuff.、Mm-hmm. So I'll take that as a hat,、yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Third yeah, is going、yeah. to be a, a, a barbering. You know, I currently barber and I've been, I do that full time. And、uh, But it's also not, I don't necessarily want to forever be behind the chair. Like to me, that's boring. I don't yeah, want、sure. that. Like I want to be behind the chair, maybe be on stage, maybe do some celeb cuts, maybe do some,、uh, maybe like have somebody who can afford it, like fly me out and like <laughs>、uh, uh, maybe do some fashion shows like New York Fashion Week or I don't know if LA has anything, but like. Mm-hmm. I want yeah, Mexico do, City has a fashion week. Yeah, I want to do all. I want to work with Queer Eye. I want to work with Alok Venman, who is a phenomenal poet who's non binary and they're like a public figure.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, I want to do a lot, right? And that's、mm-hmm. just with barbering alone.、Mm-hmm. I also want to do a bunch of stuff outside of barbering.、Um, I want to teach, right? I want to、right, teach people、yeah. to cut hair too. Like,、um, But that's where I find my passion is to be able to do all of these things and not just one thing. Because again, to me, it's, it's boring if I do the same haircut of 500 different ways. I see. You want to do, I would say maybe like different settings would be one thing that、mm. would change it up, right? Yeah. Because you want to do it not just in a barbershop, you want to do it outside where people, where someone can bring you in and, and, you know, all you have to do is show up with your equipment and, you know, they have to give you a good place where you can, like, Lodge in a good hotel. Pop up situation. There we go.、Right. There we go. And that's,、um, I mean, that's pretty cool. I feel like barbering has, the, the way the, that industry has gone from how it was in the 50s till now, it has changed.、Um, now it's, it does have the fade, you know, it does have still like that classic part. Right. But then it has a lot of new, new ways to do it, <laughs> new ways to, to approach it.、Um, and I think that's why. We talk about it so much. And, and like, say, we are Francisco and, and Abel himself, and, and also、um, Edgar. There's, there's things that, that、uh, the way each of them do their business, it's completely different、yeah. than, you know, it's, it, it's good in their own way. Yeah, 100%. And it doesn't take away from each other's business. It's a win win. It's a win win, right? As so, I think it should be, right? Right. Right. So, have you, have you been offered a chance to like go and, and travel? Hey, for example, you know what? Somebody, somebody's having an event and they want you to go, go you know, fix everybody's hair. Have, have, they, 
have they anyone has asked you to to do that yet? I have had some not sure how official they meant it, but I have had a couple like for sure one offer I can think of off the top of my head um to get like to fly out mm. and like all expenses paid for and whatnot. Um but I'm long story short, I wasn't sure if they were like my the clientele that I cater to, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, you know, anyone can do that, right? Like, right. Um, and also like, I want to be really careful, like no is powerful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I want to also like, not just be so excited and romanticized about like, oh my God, look, this opportunity is phenomenal. Yeah, like I'm going to take it right there. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's powerful to be like, let me think about this or I'm not going to say yes or no, like, or uh, I'm going to say no for now, but like, you know, maybe we'll revisit. Um, but I have uh, cut a uh, a celebrity. Really? <laughs> yeah, in Austin, Travis Coles, um, Travis who Coles. is uh, connected to uh, uh, David Makes Man. Uh, it's a uh, I would say YouTube would be the best for like trailers and whatnot. But um, it's basically a, oh gosh, it's a show mm-hmm. and uh, showcases a lot of uh, uh, people of color, black folks who. Uh, and Travis Coles specifically is, um, pronouns, he, she, they all (laughs) pronouns. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was wonderful to like experience going to a hotel and, uh, having everything all set up. All I had to do was show up, Mm -hmm. right. Everything was like organized and whatnot. All I had to do was show up, do my thing. And this person like literally gave me, you know, exchange or, you know, or lines and whatnot, which I see that as a, uh, like you only do that if you really uh, had such a good experience mm-hmm. with someone. You only do that if you feel seen and blessed and like you're not giving out your number left and right, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's and so I felt very honored. For that's that. good. Yeah. So well, look it up, Travis Coles. Travis David Coles. makes man. And, and you man. only cut his hair or somebody else's, or that was it. Say it again. Do you cut his hair? You said I cut their hair and. Um, And yes, I've cut the, uh, just them. Yes. Um, and I will say they, David makes man and Travis Coles, I believe is connected to Oprah Winfrey network oh, somehow, some way. Okay. Um, so just more names to throw out. There. <laughs> how was, as you were cutting hair for the celebrity, how was your process and how, what was going through your mind? Um, because you could mm. be, you could be, uh, let's say, I'm, I'm a person that I'm a very nervous person whenever I don't know someone, mm-hmm. but once I get to know them, then it's easy for me to talk and, you know, be myself. But at first, at first glance, like I get stuck with words that I get stuck to even doing short conversations. And I like doing that a lot with people, but how was it for you just in that, in that moment? Was it a silent moment or was it something that there was just a conversation going on as you were cutting hair? There's definitely a conversation, but leading up to everything, I was very, I kept thinking about my outfit. Okay. <laughs> I, kept, like, I was walking up and, you know, um, uh, taking the elevator to whatever floor I was like, Oh, like make sure you're not late. But of course it was like two minutes till the time of the appointment time. But of course, when you show up to a hotel, like Travis had not woken up or like barely <laughs> woken up or something. And so it was, it was very humbling to be in that place where, Um, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous and I'm ready to go, but I have no idea what I'm about to expect. And like, maybe this person is on a time crunch and like, mm-hmm. they have like to do makeup after this and then like, et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to make sure I'm not messing up my job. Um, but whenever I 
got there of course like i i work it you know like mm-hmm. i'm the queer friendly barber too so like travis coles being somebody who um is like speaks my language if you will mm-hmm. and would see me as a trans person as a non-binary person mm-hmm. and i see them as who they are like it's really amazing to like just have that so of course the f- conversation was flowing and i think i think because the conversation was flowing is because is when they did feel comfortable to give me their you know contact okay yeah then that's good that's yeah. good and you know i know sometimes i've heard whenever um you do something with someone that's very well known and it can go very good or it can go very bad right like, there could be right. just you're you know you do cutting hair or or whatnot and it would just be like this <laughs> yeah so right and you're used to you know some as sometimes depending on your personality you're used to talking and sharing especially some of the clientele you already know for so long so you already have a conversation you already know what to talk about but when there's people like that it's just like oh, is it just them or is it me or you used to like giving, <laughs> giving what's going body, on like therapy in a way to, right. to your, whoever you're cutting the hair to oh, but this therapy. one was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapy I, yeah. I, go, I go to Cisco's for therapy because uh, I'm about to go because I need it you could tell yeah. <laughs> but, but for this celebrity uh, it was probably different right you, you you didn't know what to expect but I'm glad it went the way it did you, know, you were connecting to, to this yeah. other person and honestly like if this person was not part of the LGBTQ community, then it's possible that I would have just, you know, still been, prof- of course, still do- get my job done, right? Mm-hmm. Be professional, do the haircut, etc. But maybe I would have like spent less energy on the conversation mm-hmm. because, um, but like, does it mean I'm going to be in silence? No, that's uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I want to know also like at least a couple things about who's sitting in my chair, who I'm touching their head. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, who touches your head except for the person who does your hair, a lover, and, like, a parent? Or my niece. She's always, like... Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Family, right? (laughs) It's not, like... That's a very sacred thing to do. So, like... um, yeah, I think I, I do think that if that would have been a different person, a different uh, uh, client, um, again, n- absolutely nothing wrong. I'm still going to get my job done. I'm still going to like do my thing and, be, and like yeah. and also like be a rock star, if you will, mm-hmm. and be confident. Right. And like sh- like um, a haircut for me is not just the experience of the cut. Mm-hmm. It's also the time that we share together. And sometimes that can be a little bit of a danger pla- dangerous place for me to be because like you had both mentioned like therapy i am not a licensed therapist i'm right. also not interested in being a licensed right, therapist right. but i am somebody who like is literally touching your head and somehow some way that like makes people just flow mm-hmm. and like of course like you are going to be in a more vulnerable place it happens to me when i get my haircut i'm like i don't even know what just happened but i just started talking and, like <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like it just makes it better you know in a way just right. to talk and, and, and have a conversation with your barber or whoever's coming or right. doing something to you <clears throat> right so it's like you know it makes things go, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it does. It does. Right. Yeah, because I used to be super shy back in the days. Now I don't care. But <laughs> back, like I would say 2008, I went to a salon and I got a haircut. And it was a very pretty, you know, stylist. And I was just so shy about it. Like I was, I was freaking out. I was like, man, she's about to cut my hair. Did I shower? <laughs> did I not shower? Oh my God. <laughs> did I, did I my brush my teeth? Yeah. yeah this, <laughs> you know, and over here just like being conscious, of, you know, if, probably didn't care about um, me cutting like cutting my hair or what I was doing or whatnot they were like hey, this guy's fine but I'm just like this like like 
And then I could feel like the the fingers on my head because you know they have to move you around. Right, right, right. And it was just be another like one thing that like it felt good because I, I I knew it was she was doing a very good job, but also felt awkward because I was so shy. Yeah. So then. <laughs> I, it took a while for, for me, you know, for, cause I, back in the days, I really wouldn't cut my hair going like every, now I cut my hair myself, but I, I go once a month or so. Yeah. So things change, but in the past it was just so, so uncomfortable for me to have someone touch my hair. Yeah. And then it, it kind of just like, you were right. Um, I guess I started just going with the right people and over time you just hang out and talk and yeah, and conversate, and I didn't know about the aspect of it. People just feel vulnerable because, I mean, they're cutting your hair, but it's also you're changing their perspective from when they walk in to they leave, right. and they feel fresher and they feel clean, and they go to you because they trust you. Right. So, but also there is like a little bit of a dynamic of like I'm the one who's in control. I'm right. the one. You're the one who's staying still. I'm the one who's like, uh, you know, like I have the sharp tools. I'm getting the job done. Um, so like. Yeah, you got to trust whoever is doing that to you, right? And and I feel yeah. like that's like people's vulnerable because they're like, well, I'm with the pro, so, you know, yeah. okay. I'm going to look good after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like, I'm a human just like every other person who does hair is a human being, right? So, mm -hmm. I, of course, I have my days where I'm like, I do not feel like talking. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's only an hour. Sometimes it's an all-day situation. However, I think... I think it, I, it's really easy for me to tell when somebody's uncomfortable mm -hmm. and, it, and it could be a th about a thousand things. Right. But it's up to me to one. And this is a little bit of my like self growth here. Um, but like, it's up to me to one, not take it personal. Like mm -hmm. this isn't about me, right. but I can tell this person like maybe it would feel a little more relaxed if they had their mind on something different. Mm -hmm. That's where conversation comes in. But light for me, lighthearted conversation because I mean, people will tell you everything, but again, I'm not your therapist. I'm not interested. <laughs> and like, it's really important to set boundaries yeah. Yeah. or, or to not necessarily respond like a therapist, but right. to be like, mm, I hear you. Sounds like you're dealing with that. Or like, Oh, that sounds like something you could explore in therapy. Cause like, that's not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, um, lighthearted things like food, like astrology, mm -hmm. lighthearted things. And of course, all the other heavier things or real things are mm -hmm. going to come in because these are people who are seeing you. So of course mm -hmm. that's going to, that's going to trickle in very organically and naturally. But what yeah. about, um, let's say networking part. Cause I know Abel is very good at, for some reason he always, like you said, he's super quiet, but yeah. he, he's working on something underneath yeah. the carpet. Yeah. And then very, uh, yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Right. And then even, even Cisco, they're super quiet, but they're always, man, I need to get this done. Hey, I know this guy right here. Just give him a, you know, a call or, yeah. or I need something. And, and yeah, when it comes to business, I think right. there's, always, there's, they're always prepared for that. Right. You know? Do you have they're, the same thing where, um, like you were saying, you, you already know, let's say someone asked for, man, I need to go fix my car. You already have, you know what? This person right here is going to help you out. Do you have that type of like, you know, yeah. instance every once in a while? Yeah, I do. I, um, and I think that's the best thing about being a barber or one of the best things is like, I know every kind of person <laughs> that I need to know for myself, but you don't, and you don't, yeah, and you don't, right. and you don't, and you right. don't. And like, no, like I'm the one, right. I'm the, I'm the one that sees the enemies of each other type of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't exist in my chair. I don't believe, but, um, yeah, there are times where people are like, hey, do you know a therapist? I've given out that information. That's hey, good. do you know um, a mechanic? I've given out that information. Um, 
And these are mostly people that I've in, had experiences with myself, but if not, I'm not afraid to still give out a resource mm -hmm. because also it is, um, it kind of creates a situation where it's also like, oh, I'm not like responsible mm -hmm. yet at the same time, like I just made this person's like life a hundred times easier, which I appreciate when that happens to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, We're like easy for sure. Yeah. yeah. What, what about during the holidays or, you know, time will come for your birthday. Do you get people bring you gift cards or gifts? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I heard that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a perk of, of, of a stylist or barbershop <laughs> or nail. So my wife does nails. Yeah. So she's always like, yeah, someone brought me this or someone brought me this. Like, that's nice. I mean, I've, I've for myself, but also for other people, I've gotten, you know, um, a bottles. <laughs> I've gotten plants, which are like high key. One of my favorite gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I've gotten bracelets. I'm actually got this bracelet right here. Um, I've gotten, uh, even like coffee, right. Or like tons of like monetary, um, appreciation, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For saying, Hey, thank you for taking care of me all year long. Um, nobody hold me to this, but on birthdays, mm -hmm. if somebody has been loyal to me, you know, sometimes I, I show my appreciation, appreciation from my end, right. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's your birthday. Let me, you know, kind of treat you in this way or throw in a little bit of this or, you know, knock off a little bit of this. Mm -hmm. Right. Let me do the little like line right here. Let me fix your let me, eyebrows. Yeah. Let, me, yeah. <laughs> let me just uh, knock down everything. Yeah. Add. Dang. Zero. That was like. <laughs> no eyebrows or lashes. No, I'm kidding. No eyebrows or lashes. <laughs> I, I saw, it's funny because earlier I was, I was looking in the mirror and I was like, man, yeah. my, my brows are, I'm getting older. My eyes are getting bushy. I need to, <laughs> I need to get the little trimmer that uh, evens it out. Cause there's some point like I woke up, I just woke up too, but it was like one right here, one like this. Yeah. Man, I'm looking rough. I need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be like that sometimes. You know what? And it's funny that you say that. I, I never have, you know, fixed my eyebrows or anything. And now that, now that I'm saying that, maybe they all messed up or something. <laughs> now, <laughs> you're, now you're going to be cautious that. about it. I know. And now then, I'll be like, uh-oh, I need to go get my eyebrows down. Yeah. You're, you're going to go, Hannah, Hannah, so when are you going to go get your I eyebrows down? Take me. Take, take me, me with you. you. <laughs> do it. Next time you get your haircut, you do. You go, go see a barber? Yeah, yeah, I go to, Next go time to you see your haircut, just mm -hmm. tell them, hey, Kate, do you think you could like razor just the top? And they, they just do it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like, it's oh. the same thing as razoring this, right? But it's like a Vellus hairs. Now, your barber may do an add-on uh -huh. charge oh, or okay. not, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's totally up to them. But right. like, yeah, I always like, especially if you're getting your beard, your hair, every hair except for your brows is in place. And like, uh -huh. yeah, it's going to bring out the like little things that aren't in place. So, I've got to pay attention now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to be kind. They look fine. Though. He's going to come in Most later. Y'all have good brows. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We try, you know, like we, this, this right is here. a room full of good brows right now. Yeah. There we go. I know, right? No, my brother, my brother got like very good brows. Yeah. And he was just born with the, I would say, I always tell people, my sister and my brother were born with the, like the good looking jeans. But I was born with a brain. Oh, Because, <laughs> man. man, my... <laughs> nah, they, like, they're now also I got very, both, that. got both. <laughs> so, no, nah, it's funny because uh, my, my brother is a very good-looking guy. Mm. So, he, he came up with, like, the thinnest eyebrows. And then his hair is a little more of a... Like, the lighter color. So, uh -huh. his brows are on the same uh -huh. thing. And he started letting his beard grow. And he has a lot more blonde and, like, red patches. Yeah. I like this dude. I don't think he's, you know, we're from the same mom or dad, but we are. But. The lechero, the lechero. The lechero. Oh, I was thinking that. <laughs> the lechero. But, you know. So, um, one thing that we're talking about, like, say, 
being a barber and then you your your in the LAG LGBT LGBTQ community. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yes. I uh, man, I, I I'm dyslexic, dyslexic. <laughs> dyslexic. So how um how is that as a barber? Because uh, I know sometimes in some like say it was a very like a very manly thing, a very place where no, it's you're a man, you yeah, get a yeah. haircut here. But right now it's it's a lot of you know the the community you caters and the LGBTQ community. How how is that for you, or, or what has been something like, say different, or when? What, what what would you say is it's or we already know it's different, but right? How like for you? How has that experience been? Yeah. Um, first. Excuse me, because I do believe I have something in my eye. But we, no, you're good. We're, we're you start crying like, man, we're getting deep I in this want. conversation. <laughs> we, we don't want to cry, but we are. No, <laughs> I don't know. Am I mistaken? Um, yeah, this is a lovely question. This is like, this is what I live for too, um, and like this is why I go to work. So, it, first off, I did not introduce myself with my pronouns. So my pronouns are he and they, mm -hmm. right? So, I, so um, as the queer friendly barber, that's a name that I have you know, created, built, um, strategically sought out the people who I want to sit in my chair mm -hmm. and cater to. And so traditionally speaking, man, the barber world and history is amazing, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you learn about all sorts of stuff about where, um, you know, people braiding maps in, in, in their hair so they can like find, f use the map to help them. Right. right. Um, you learn about people who are, uh, shaving off a whole literal circle of patch, like in the back, which is like, uh, I believe a thing of respect. It's been a little bit from, uh, my barber history. So I apologize okay. all the bar <laughs> barber tonsorial no, artists no. Are out there, but, yeah. um, it, traditionally speaking, this has been a, a community, as a industry that has served um, cis hetero men, right? And what do I mean by that? I mean um, men who are straight, who were assigned male at birth, right? And so uh, that also it's also a binary, right? And so I'm saying these words. I don't necessarily mean them as bad words. All I'm simply trying to say is like this industry has catered to these people. Mm -hmm. Cool. What about everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. What about the woman, the gays, the queers, the non-binary people, the trans people, right? What about the people who don't exist within the binary, right? Like, and so I've, the work that I do has been to work on my language, right? Like ask things like pronouns instead of saying things like woman in man's cut doing saying like long and short hair, right? Mm -hmm. Because like everybody has hair mm -hmm. long or short. And like, what, what is like, if you take a follicle from here and here, like, there you're not going to see a difference. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, the industry has become in my eyes a little bit more of a rainbow because of this. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it, at times I've had moments of frustration, of course. Um, and those frustrating moments are like my drive, my passion, but uh, the moments of frustration has just been like, man, this industry has not served so many people, right? Therefore it's been limiting. It's limited me, people mm -hmm. yes. like me to show up and, and get what I want. Right. It means too, that like people aren't being seen, heard, people are being misunderstood. It means too, that like, even if they are like verbally communicating and consenting to whatever that like, they will still just not be, you know, it's like, it's like if you go into a candy store, but you're like, Hey, I'm looking for some fruit. Mm -hmm. 
do you, where are the fruit? You know, and like, it's right, like, right. It, like, okay, well, like you're just, okay. Like there's just, it's not the best options at mm-hmm. a canister. It doesn't really make sense. Right. So yeah, as a queer friendly barber, I've been centering like the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so happy to do that. I'm so proud to do that. And that's also something that has been like transformative for not just me. Mm-hmm. And it has been transformative for me to have 13 year olds who are trans, who have really supportive parents, like, you know, show up and, and take care of their haircut and tell me like, Hey, listen, like I'm here for you if you need it. And just offer that because of who I am and, and, and w- what I provide for their kid. Like, mm-hmm. I think for me, that's healing just to even be around it to like, I'm giving this kid something that maybe, maybe a lot of other people can do. Absolutely. Right. Like it's, maybe it's not necessarily the haircut. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can get the exact same haircut, but what I'm doing is like, I'm asking like, Hey, who are you? Who are you? You're the one that gets to tell me that I'm not going to assume or anything. And it's also not like, I'm not necessarily just I also want like everybody in the world to like play with gender or paint their nails if they want, or like, um, like, I don't know, like the world doesn't have to be so limiting. And like, if any one person is unhappy, then like, Hey, there's like a lot that can, that you can do. There's so many, like, um, <laughs> you can taste the rainbow, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Um, but like, I'm here to make, to, to have a win-win situation mm-hmm. where if I am not the barber for you, great. I respect you for knowing that. I respect you for, for being self-aware to know what you want mm-hmm. and know that like, I'm not the barber for you. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not demonizing you for that. I, you know what I mean? Like, and also the people who sit in my chair who are, who may not be a part of the community, they are supportive allies. Right. So mm-hmm. they, I'm assuming, but like they are understanding that, that I'm going to talk about things that are relating to my life, right? Like anti-trans laws, anti-abortion laws, whatever. Um, I'm going to bring these things up that matter that affect my life and people in my community. And if you are not affected, you're still going to hear about this. If you are cis, you're definitely going to get the, Hey, what are your pronouns question? Mm -hmm. Right? Because like you, you, that person is the person that like, can and will normalize when the other people aren't being heard or listened to. Right. So like it's, it, it's a hard balance to approach it with love. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially when I have a lot of energy where sometimes I'm like, well, oh, I don't really feel that loving, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but that's what I got to give to the world because that's what I want back. And that's the thing. Love. Uh, a lot of the times, we we tend to just struggle with that, and because of disagreements, we don't focus on that part. Um, that's one thing that my dad taught me. Uh, like I'm a Christian, like I was a born Christian, um, but my dad, I, I I can't remember exactly what uh, in 2015 there was the I would say the the uh, gay marriage like some kind of like gay marriage law passed or or was approved. And a lot of people in the Christian world were super mad about that. And even the church I used to go to, without the respect, they, the pastor went in and his right to say, they like, no, you know, we, we love them. We love gay people. We, we love anyone, who, you know, who's, who's not heterosexual, but we're not going to be, they can come to the church with, you know, in a place of love, but we're not, we're not going to be marrying them. And then, okay, 
that respect and we respect that and my dad told me this and made it made a lot of sense for me and that's why my dad and i we can talk about a lot of things he said here's the one thing that we're not doing as christians and gay people are they are finding how to live and how to um you know pretty much express their their livelihood and then how they are through love you don't see them fighting Mm. You don't see them being, Going to kill people mm. It's all through love yeah. And that's all they want to do If we Christians should, If we Christians Really really want people To come to church And change or be Christians We should be doing it Out of love And not like Out of restrictions Yeah And that for me That was That was the thing that I took from my dad And I appreciate it Because that's true I I grew up in a place Where there's a lot of restrictions And then You can't express Who you are Because of Uh I mean, a certain place or a certain thing. And it's just, it's one of those things that I felt that, you know what? I, I don't know if I can be in this, this places if not everybody's accepted as how they are. Right. No matter what it is. Right. And, and any, any, for me, any relationship between a person, it's a person and God. That's their relationship. I can't touch that. I can't, you know, I can't tell people how to live or not. That's between them and God. So, but, and, and a lot of that is, is I just feel like, how you said it's super important you're living everything and you're trying to express even when people come to get a haircut with you you're doing it because you're doing it out of love and we forget that at times and and that's one thing that i mean that's why i think the world is so jacked up is because we want to implement so many things and how we are because of me 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 but it's not because it's not because like the love part we we tend to forget about that the problem is like we're so used to on on how to follow these rules that we gotta be like this, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we follow all these rules to make society right the perfect world or whatever. But in reality, at the end of the day, it's it's, it's how you feel. And like 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 he was saying, you know, uh, he, whatever he does, he does it with love. And I think mm-hmm. most of us forgot about that simply because we needed to follow these rules. Mm-hmm. And and we're so like. I want to say like robots, mm. basically, that we just want to follow that straight line, right? Mm. We don't want to like move around it or we're the bad person. We're, we're, we're doing something bad. We're, we're, uh, no, we're not allowed. We're not allowed to do this. And I feel like in, in, when it comes to, to religion, you got to follow a lot of things like that. You got to mm. be doing this. You, you can't do that. You can't do this. And, and, and at the end of the day, it, it, it has to do with you. If, if you want to, do that because there's a lot of people that wants to follow that want to follow the rules want to do that if you if you really don't want to be a part of that just you know just do your thing and do it with yeah. love i think i think that's that's a, a main a main thing that you have to and what, accept. I, what i'm hearing from both of you is that <clears throat> limitations yes. i'm hearing binaries right like mm-hmm. black and white thinking which is something that like everybody right learns how to like live in a gray space in their life in a way that's not like it's this or it's that and that's it right Right. it's left or it's right okay what about up what about forward what about backwards what about down what about (laughs) like so many ways right right yeah yeah um yeah but even even like say you you must say one thing like say are you saying like not not in a racing like living in a black or white you know type of an example not in a racial way and that's true because you're not happy one way, you're not happy the other way. You have to be able to find that great part. Yeah. And and once you find the great part, then that's when you find a, a balance. Mm. Because, you know, 
people that do the right thing all the time, I'm pretty sure they're not the happiest person around. People that don't do the, do the wrong thing all the time, I'm pretty sure they're not. And it's just an example, but it's just because there's no balance on on how to live. Like there's no balance on on living. Like you said, limitations. It's just people just want to limit themselves to to so many things without understanding why. Mm. And when you don't understand why, then that's when we have a lot of issues, a lot of issues that become disagreements and then becomes into laws. Mm. Like abortion, for example, yeah. it's one thing that we have these people that, yes, let's save the babies and this and that. Yes, dude. But do you know what's going on in the minority communities? Yeah. No, they don't. And also these people are people who are making decisions for bodies that are none of theirs. Exactly. exactly. And like, <laughs> like, how does that even know? Like what? How does that even make sense? Mm -hmm. That's like me choosing a tattoo for you. Basically. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. um, I strongly believe in like your body, your rules, right? That means haircut. That means tattoo. That means your food. That means your religion, right? That means sexual, e everything, yeah, everything. Mm -hmm. And, and man, there's nothing wrong with you saying, oh, that's not for me, but you can be nice about it. You don't have exactly. to be an asshole about it. Exactly. You also don't have to hate, right? Mm -hmm. When people fear things, when people, when things are different, a lot of times people approach things with fear and oh my God, the trans community, the queer community, the non, like the trans community, especially trans black women of, sorry, trans black women mm -hmm. get the shortest end of the stick. And like me as a trans masculine person walking in the world, literally people listen to me mm -hmm. more now than they ever have before. And that's because I've been playing a little bit with my gender mm -hmm. and I've been able to all sorts of stuff. But like, I think I carry myself in even a different way. Right. And I appreciate that, but it really sucks to like have a lived experience where I know that I'm having to repeat myself five times for somebody to listen to the same shit that somebody else said next to me who said it one time. Yeah. Like that's not fair. And like, I, I don't know when we'll get to a point where the appropriate people are making appropriate decisions. Mm -hmm. Like one thing I do want to bring up is like in Texas recently, I think yesterday or today, mm -hmm. no, I, yesterday, Texas, somebody in Texas proposed a 850 books to be banned from like uh, public school libraries. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm thinking like, this is very similar to like in sex ed where they teach abstinence and where in my head, I'm like, honey, information is power yes. and, mm -hmm. and teaching less information is actually extremely dangerous. Super dangerous. Oh my God. Yes. That's how yes. <sighs> that's scary because I feel like yeah. you're always going to do something wrong because you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And then, then when you already know, you're going to know your, your, you already know like, okay, you already know more of the right and wrong in life than when you don't know, because when you don't know, everything's going to be wrong. Yeah. When, when you know, you have a conscious idea of, okay, I know like if I have a beer right now, I'm good. <laughs> if I have two beers, I'm good. But if I have 12, I already know for sure. I'm not, oh. I'm not driving home. It's, it's exactly. like you have more control. You have more control. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and. That's because you can be more intentional, right? Yes. You you know where you're going now. You have the direction because you know what the vision is. You know where you want to go. You know where you're coming from too. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like living life a little more blindly and just reacting to things left and right. Mm -hmm. And you can anticipate <clears throat> things too. 
And a lot of the times we, like you said, we live in a reactional world rather than a anticipating the situation world. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks how they're trying to take all of that away. And it's just like, I like Texas. I like living here, but just, I mean, we have the worst, I mean, politicians are bad in general, <laughs> but it's just, why are you taking away education? Yeah. And, and go ahead, go ahead. well, like, so the, the, I believe, I'm not sure if it was a center or what, whatever. Also, like, it's a little, when I find out this news, it's, it takes, and this is also coming from a very privileged place still, but like, I mm. sometimes get to a point where I'm like, gosh, I'm feeling so angry or so something mm -hmm. that it, it feels negative that like, I need to shut this off right now. I need to not, I need to like, just focus on my day, focus on this. And like, that's hard too when, you know, okay, I could forget about that, focus on my mental health, focus on my day, yeah. but okay, what if, and I'm absolutely not, but what if there was something that I could do that made an impact, right? If like, say I was the only person that could do that made an impact, but because I was balancing my mental health and my brain, like these laws got passed. Right. right? And it's like, Oh, I, it, it's a fine, it's a fine balance of like, I gotta be good, but I also have to fight. I have to right. fight for the shit that matters, you yeah. know? And, and that's exhausting. It's tiring. That, that's how it is with immigration from my side. Mm. I'm, like right now, I've been pretty quiet about it. Mm. But I'm a, when it comes up to immigration, for because of my background, I get, I get at it. I mm. go at it. I don't stay quiet just because. It's exhausting. Yeah, I feel it's like if I, yeah. if I stay quiet, someone else is going to go and do something stupid yes. and then mm. try to ban every single situation for an immigrant. I'm trying to make life miserable so it's it's people people sometimes like man why you gotta say so much about immigration or this and I'm like dude because if they took away daca right now like that's my livelihood that's you know that's what's keeping me working here in america yeah like that that has a lot of meaning to me maybe not to you because you already have something that you you can sit back and right. relax and but to me no dude it's every every single decision a, a judge makes and even even bans is just one of those things that if i stay quiet Someone else is going to do the opposite mm. and react against yeah. us. So you, it's hard. It's a very hard thing to balance. I'm, yeah, I, I think as well, like one thing I want to throw in there is that people in power are the people who can actually change things in the laws. But how, how does that, ha like, how do we get to that point? Right. Mm -hmm. And also who are the people in power? Is that anybody who has DACA? Is that anybody who is undocumented? Mm -hmm. I don't think. I mean, yeah, they have power because they're living and whatnot, right? But politically speaking, in laws, and who's going to listen in the courtroom, like, so. It's only coming from the same background I am, right? And then in a way, right. you're always thinking about that. And then that's the thing. Yeah. We had this conversation uh, with uh, one of the our guest and, and and the same thing we were saying we need more people in power that has the same background as, as, right. as us right so we so they can push these laws and help us better than somebody that hasn't for example that has no documents right right which is tough uh or somebody that it's from your community right um and i i feel like it will be much easier if if we get somebody in power that it's been through, through through something 
related to what, what we have. Do you think easier? Or do you think we would see some forward or movement? Not, that's what I mean. Right, like something right. changing. Yeah. Yeah. We, yes. we will see a change. I think <clears throat> there's yeah. there's a like I've I've always thought about two things. One is okay, I can pray, but I also have to do actions. Mm-hmm. And another is if there's not a spot, then I need to go knock on a door so I can be in that spot for me. If there's not re- if there's no representation in a place. Then I'm gonna be myself knocking on the door to get there so I can represent my people. Mm. Um, and it's this, uh, and I don't like complaining about things. I complain I about a lot, a lot of mean, things I in hear, general. I hear you though. I try, I I, you. but but like I I rather like instead of me ranting about it on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook, I my mind had my mind had said now is you know what I actually want to knock on doors and get in places where. I can do some kind of difference or talk to someone that can be, that can make him, you know, reason why this situation is, is not good for, for me and for my people. Right. And a lot of the times people want to just focus on that complaining part. Mm -hmm. Like I just see so many people just complain about their situation, complain about how messed up everything is for them. But then they don't do it. But they don't do anything about it. Yeah. They don't, they don't yeah, do anything about so it. It's, it's easy to do that, man. It's, it's easy to complain and not do anything. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest thing. Well, it's also valid, right? Like, it's okay <laughs> for people to, like, feel some type of way right. to express it. And it could, that could be fuel for action, right? Yes. Like, what I was going to say, do you think, um, for example, you have your community, right? Mm-hmm. And, for example, he's... He has his immigration issues or whatever. And we always expecting, for example, I'm always expecting him to say something about it or do something about it. But why not somebody that it's not in the same situation doing something about it? Wouldn't that be helpful for, for everybody? Yes. Yeah, that's when the allies come in. Right. Yeah. And that's one thing I want to uh, say when you mentioned earlier, like people in the same position, it's like, yeah. That that's one option of many, mm-hmm. um, but we can't do it alone, right? Like I cannot cut exactly. and and build this. Like I am not, I am for the community, but I am not the only person for the community, right. and also the community is for me as right. well, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a holistic thing, and I think it's f- for for what I'm talking about for for what I mentioned earlier. Like that's why I said if you're cis, I'm especially going to ask you about the pronouns because when you normalize pronouns as a person who still identifies with the gender that was given to you at birth, then you are also normalizing what is, you know, anybody who's trans and their pronouns, right. Or anybody who's non-binary and their pronouns. And when you also use them and respect them, Oh my God, like I swear to God, every pronoun, I'm not joking. Every pronoun that people say, I hear it. Mm-hmm. I've gotten much better at not respond or like I've gotten much better at kind of like it not feeling like an alarm that goes off, but I will hear every single pronoun that people say, whether it's for me or for other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's a really interesting thing to be like, Oh, I maybe didn't say anything, but I definitely know you fucked up. Right. Or like something like that. And it, it, it makes the world, it literally saves lives. I like when people, you when cis people use other uh, uh, trans people's pronouns correctly because suddenly it's not just the people who speak my language, but it's also the people who don't speak my language who are 
trying, who are trying to learn and who are, and, and I, I say this to people when they like fuck up or something. And I'm always so gracious about it, especially if we, if I haven't, if you don't know information, if you don't know my pronouns and most people do, right. But if you don't know, I'm not going to necessarily hold you to it until I, I tell you, right. That's when things change. And I always tell people like, Hey, I don't care about your apology, right. but I do care about your correction. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I really truly mean that. I don't give a shit if you say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Like, well, like I, okay, sure. I appreciate it. But like, that doesn't do anything for me. What does do something is the correction. Suddenly I'm like, thank you. Right. Mm -hmm. Also one thing that, um, okay. Like Lizzo did this, um, Lizzo did this to, uh, with Demi, right. There was a paparazzi who was like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And they misgendered Demi. And they said something about Demi, uh, Lovato and uh, Lizzo goes, um, their pronouns are, are there, you know, they, Mm -hmm. um, and the paparazzi responded like this and it was the best thing you could say. And I've, I don't think I had heard this until then, but the paparazzi goes, thank you for correcting me. Thank you for your correction. And I was like, Oh my God, if people said thank you, instead of I'm sorry, you were suddenly, you're just receiving what we're giving one Mm -hmm. and two, you're not making it weird and about you. Yeah. When people apologize, that's suddenly about you. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, Oh, now I feel weird. Now I kind of want to make you feel better, even though, you yeah, know, like I'm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then that's that's like so like pronouns part. I'm I'm learning about it. Um, I'm not the you know the best at it. Uh, every time that's possible, of course, you know. But it's it's also like who you're talking to. That's when it comes. Yeah. And then the one thing that I that I have is awareness. And like mm-hmm. you said, when you bring awareness, especially whenever. Like say someone trans and I'm binary. Right. Um, well, like yeah. I mean, they're like two. Di- so, okay. So real quick, real quick. Somebody who's trans is somebody who does not identify with the uh, gender at birth mm-hmm. that was assigned to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I am that somebody who's non-binary is somebody who like the binary is referring to the gender construct of male and female, which is two mm-hmm. options, right? Left, right, right, this or that, black or white. Um, that is a literal binary, two options, right? People who are non-binary are a multitude of things. So some people are like, I am both. Some people are like, I am none. Some people are like, I am a rainbow, like everything. Like there is more than man and woman. Um, but like, I am also that, right? So like I... um I am not somebody who is a binary trans person and that also exists. Um, and that person would be a binary trans person. Mm. Sorry if that's repetitive. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. it does make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and our listeners, we're, we're, I'm, I'm learning yeah. right now as, as you're saying this, I'm, awesome. I'm really like ignorant if you want to call it in that way, but I respect it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm glad you're teaching me that. Yeah. I appreciate it. And that, that, that Thank brings, you for receiving it. Yeah. That, that brings so much, um, awareness just because that would help on it. I would say alleviating some problems mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Uh, it, it helps on recognizing, you know, everyone. Um, and a lot of the times we just, we know people that don't want to, you know, don't give a crap about right. stuff like that. Don't give a crap about pronouns. Don't get, they just want to, they feel like everyone's the same and they're going to treat everyone the same. It's like, no, not everyone's the same, dude. Right. Not everyone is the same as you or the talks the same way as you. And how boring would that be if that were the case? Yeah. And it's, 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 it's like, 
okay, like for example, a Christian. Oh, a Christian person is like, oh, I'm a Christian. No, I'm a Christian. But then some people feel offended if you call them, are you Pentecostal or you're apostolic or I don't know what other denomination they have. Yeah. So then yeah. now they're like, oh, no, 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 I'm the Pentecostal Christian because I am this type of Christian that, oh, it's the. Uh, like we're not gonna cut it, but like, like not not to like say anything wrong about Christian world, right? But this is an example. Like I heard something about, oh no no, I'm 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 a denominational Pentecostal Christian, and then so what about the other denominations? You don't care about the other denominations, or you feel like your denomination is the right one, or mm-hmm. so whenever you you and that people for me is like, okay, why not just understand and and if someone is. Not the same denomination as you. Respect it. Yeah. And, and like don't don't well, argue. Yeah. You don't argue with that person about whose denomination is better, who's teaching the word better in, in quotations. If if people want to, for example, in the Christian world, if people like hearing Joe Austin preach because he has this prosperous preaching and it's making them feel good and feel like they're doing something in life, let them be. If you like to be on that, you know, that a little more deep and a little more, you know, type of like theology, that's fine. But don't take away from one or the other. And I'm a type of person that I, I always shoot shots at Joe Austin because he has a lot of money and doesn't give to the poor. Mm-hmm. But that's a different subject. It's more about money. But he's like, say, messaging is actually pretty good. It makes someone feel have a good day. And then that's what you're supposed to do when you go to church or, or stuff like that. So. It's just for me is you always want to respect people's ideas, respect people where they where they come from or where they're trying to go. And if they're giving you something for awareness, that's because they they're letting you know, hey, this is how it's gonna help you and help me live a different life. Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't be perfect, but but at least it's gonna be a little more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I and I see that as a win win, going back to what you had yeah. said earlier, like you get to keep yours and I get to keep mine. Right. And we can both live harmoniously. And as long as we stay in our own lanes, mm-hmm. we may not be the best of friends. I don't think that would happen mm-hmm. if our belief systems don't line up mm-hmm. that, or maybe, I don't know, but um, it is a win-win. And I hope for so much more of that as well. Yeah. And this, and this crazy because we also think that, that people will just respect and, let other people do what they want to do, but there's always somebody that doesn't doesn't want to do that. They want to be right all the time. They want to have the saying, and 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 that's why we are in the in this situation, right? Right. If we would just respect each other, I think I think we would be we would be fine. But I I just I just feel like. And that's the thing with respect for me. Like, I I don't mind you doing anything. I, I respect it, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 I feel like people need to need to uh, think about respect in in a different. Because we, I think we're set in that in that straight line that I was saying earlier. We're we're following the respect in that same way that we're just gonna respect this or that, you know. And it's 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 not like that. It has to be different ways, like you said. And and people need to learn that too, because like I said, they're just used to following these two, respecting these two ways only that we have, and and it's not like that. Well, and even okay, even for fun, let's stay within just the binary, right. okay? Mm-hmm. Even then, 
anybody can have long hair. Anybody can wear whatever the fuck. Anybody can like cloth is cloth. You know what I mean? So even within the binary, there's so much like gender construct bullshit that yes. doesn't work for me. But listen, if it works for you, great. I love that for you. And as long as you're not like, you know, stay in your lane. Like, and, mm-hmm. and like, if anything, it's like, oh my gosh, I appreciate when people compliment me on, on stuff, but like, I'm not, I feel like I'm losing track. It's a conversation. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mind jumped real quick. So I, I'm going to go with it. So. Hey, I do this, I, so don't worry. Okay, great. So like bringing back the respect thing to like the kids in schools with the books, wouldn't that be so respectful if we still allowed for this uh, resource to exist yes. for the people, for, just generally speaking also, cause more information is better. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. And also for the people who it does pertain to, kind of like you said earlier, or one of you said earlier, like, oh, well, this does this is not their lived experience. So therefore they don't care. They've not thought about right, it, you right. know, this or this or this. It's like, well, God, you clearly have so much time on your hands for you to be worrying about something that is somebody else's right. business, right? And it's just it just becomes so like, man, I feel like politicians in Texas just want to keep taking steps steps back yes not, not, even like, not even like in a, in a progressive way but it's just education we're about yeah. you, you can have your we're ideals about about politics and I, okay that's cool but why would you education is a, a huge thing that you said information now the correct information is always has to be there and we I just feel like we're always just doing something to take things back and there's and the thing is now you're having a lot more people in power that want that want to keep doing the same thing over and over and just bring a lot more ignorance, a lot more, for example, QAnon and, and all of those stupid things that it, it makes me mad because we're going to keep seeing a lot more people that just don't think and they just don't yeah. don't re- don't respect and they don't. They, they, they want to live in this world that is non-existent at some point. And a lot of it is just through conspiracy theories because education was taken away from them. Yeah. And, like, that, and, that, and that was not an option. That was actually something like, it was just, you know what? They took it away and now you're going to have a lot more people that are unaware of situations in life. Yeah. And it sucks. <laughs> I went like, so I want to use an example from one of my best friends, Kat Lopez, shout out, but like, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, she once said she was like, oh my God, I literally lost that train. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's right. No, you good. Um, That's the one that went in. What were you, what were you talking about? Uh, I was just talking about like the education in Texas and how they're taking it away and it's making people like, we, like we're walking, we're taking oh, okay. steps back. Thank you. I got, I got, I got my thought back. Yeah. Okay. So she once said like, okay, say everybody in the world watched and maybe I'm twisting their words a little bit, but say everyone in the world watched all the documentaries about the meat industry and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, and so everybody's informed now if people decided on their own autonomously to eat whatever, Right. If it was meat or if it was a uh, chickpea, okay. Like that's your business. That's your decision. You have the information. Cool. Whatever. But like, 
that's a little bit different situation than somebody who's like, Oh my God, I had no clue about this. Or like, I did the mean, what are you talking about? And it's like, okay, but if you're consuming this all the time, like, wouldn't it be a little bit helpful or intentional at least in terms of how you live your life to know where this is coming from? Right? Like nobody's going to judge you, but have the information and then take what you want with it. Right. Even if you do decide to eat me, great, do your thing. Mm-hmm. PSI eat me. Like, I don't, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like, say for example. I did for six years, but. Yeah. It's like, say, tacos al pastor. I love tacos al pastor, but I'm not going to mm. eat tacos al pastor every day because I know they're going to be bad for me. Mm. Like, yeah. that's an example that I can see, balance, you know, yeah. with balance. Like, hey, you know what? Tacos al pastor, maybe Saturday and then. <laughs> A salad or, you know, some soup. Is that tonight? Uh, yeah. Tonight, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe. <laughs> hint, hint, babe. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true, man. It's just, or, you know, a lot of times we yeah. just don't, we just, people just want to be less aware of situations. Right. It's, it's a, and we're finding either people that want to be more aware and more conscious and people that just don't. And I'm just worried that, Hopefully that doesn't translate to things that can change people's lives in general. Like let's say, for example, we don't get more ignorant politicians because we keep getting them more and more. Uh, Like there's a couple more out there besides uh, Mergy, something, the one from uh, the one that got slapped in the hand Mm -hmm. at the beginning of this year. And I'm just afraid that what happened in January 6th is a huge example of I'm afraid that it won't be the last thing that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure as people don't get enough information or the correct information, we're just going to be dealing with a lot more like messed up things that it didn't encourage people to do something stupid. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I like, I don't know that these politicians are ignorant. They may not be, these people are in power. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to, say these people are ignorant, even though they may not be educated in these ways that would be really great or nice. Mm-hmm. They may not have the language, but you are causing harm. That's and I don't, I, I have a hard time saying you're ignorant when you are causing harm. You already know. And you are taking from right. people's lives in more ways than one. <laughs> and you are creating too, a even bigger, like, di- like, a uh, uh, haters, right? Like yes. People in Texas, like, yes. Yeah. And I, 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 it might be just me though thinking this way, but I feel like for some reason they're just doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They 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 know they're hurting people. They know people's mad, and they keep doing it. So I feel like they're just doing it on purpose. But would you think that? They're doing it because also they're noticing that that we're also progressing in some ways, right? Yes. So it's almost like a pushback yeah, situation. They're feeling that uh, they're losing control, mm. so they they want to get it by by doing these things and and make making people hurt like that. Yeah, Alok, who I mentioned earlier, Alok mm-hmm. Venman, mentions a lot about how whenever people are transphobic, whenever people say slurs on the street or whatever that like they they do a really good job of basically being like hey like um i i see that you are like experiencing a lot of limitations in your life and whatnot like i encourage you to like explore and blossom with me and it's like they they speak to these haters in the most loving way which is again incredibly hard but how is it any different if i was like no excuse me but like no but fuck you Right. Like 
do I feel that energy? Yeah, yes. there's passion there. Yeah, there's anger there. But also, like for me, I have a platform. I have a profession. I have a reputation. I have a lot. And so I want to be really strategic with what I say, what I do, etc. Because that's going to matter, right? So. That's, that's true. That's true. Because one thing can go wrong and then there goes your job. Yeah. Well, that's the thing though. And, and, and I feel like, like you said, if you wouldn't think about, if you wouldn't think about this platform that you have, you could say easily, man, fuck you. Like, you know, like, right. but you, you control yourself and you're remembering what are you doing and, and what are you there for? Right. And a lot of people doesn't, doesn't do that, do it that way. Especially the ones that are following the straight line. Right. They don't, they don't think, think that way. That's what I think. Mm. And I mean, changing habits, changing things like that. I think it will, it would help, but cutting resources like the way, uh, our politicians are right now. Um, it's, it's like, it's not going to help in the future. It's yeah. not going to help. It's just stopping everything. You're literally excluding yes. a lot of people from like rights, right? from living the same type of li- quality of life as mm-hmm. uh, other people. And uh, it's possible to have a win-win, but that does include ha- all parties involved having open minds mm-hmm. enough to... And also to be secure in themselves to say, oh, what you're doing doesn't affect me. What you're doing doesn't make me feel like, you know, because when people like when people say transphobic slurs and whatnot, when they say like hateful language, that's all coming from within. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's like from a conscious mind. Yeah. But like you're saying that because of something in you, you're not saying right. Like you're reacting to what you're seeing, Mm -hmm. but that has nothing to do with the other person. So. No, it's it's a it's one of those things like you you said. Um, yeah, how can how can uh, like let's say one thing you 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 mentioned is if you're not for it, that's fine. Just be you, but at least be respectful. And we have people that don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They don't want to to be respectful. That continue want to continue to be hateful and. That's because they already know they want to cause harm intentionally. And that's bad. And that's because of the information people have given out and or, you know, whatever they received. Yeah. And the, like the social constructs, too, that we live in. Right. The fact that it's like, no, if you are uh, a woman, you have to do X, Y and Z. If you are a man, you have to do X, Y and Z. And also there is not a left. Uh, uh, there's not like a uh, any third option or fourth or fifth or whatever. And it's like, oh, but OK, let me break it down a little more simply. Is life really that simple? Like, no. Our language, English alone, and we can talk Spanish or English, but like, it's still limiting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't call. It doesn't cover the, the emotions, right? Like, there are things like love that are abstract, right? Mm-hmm. You like, how do you explain love? You can explain with a lot of words, but like, it's also an experience, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't even know where I was going with that, but like, no, I, 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 yeah, I can like, see where you were going. I can, I can see where you were going, but no, it's, it's, uh, I mean, 
like I would I would say for example in Spanish or even French. French, you know, has a little more the tone mm-hmm. is what changes a lot of things too. And how you talk to someone when you they agree or disagree that that can change a lot of conversations either go south or go north but or, or a lot of other ways right right other ways exactly <laughs> east west south west <laughs> but, but uh, uh and a lot of the times it's, it's just that um the tone itself and it's also because i know people that let's say i i've known friends that they want to fight every battle that comes with rights but they want to do it like this yeah. on their phone social mm. media they want to send um an article they want to share something that completely you know it could be something like oh hey you know what i like this beer oh but you know what the bubbles in that beer you know where they're from they're from carbon monoxide is and that and like <laughs> everything has chemicals in life, yeah. no matter how organic you Break get it, it. Down, yeah. yes so it's one of those things that there's some things that we can fight but it's like some things that you know what why 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 do we have to like find a way to fight every battle like it's just um I'm not saying not fighting the battle, but like, okay, this is a great beer. Why want to take away from that great beer and let you know, let me enjoy my great beer that I'm you know yeah. drinking. Why are you putting some negative things? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. right. It's so, it's kinda like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't, don't say, say anything. Yeah. yeah. You stay quiet. Yeah, yeah. like calmado. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Or or calmada or calmade. Hey. hey, have you heard of hey. No, you know where uh, you know I'm who? proud of you. I was uh I was listening to uh Roberto Martinez. Yep. Roberto Martinez, shout out. Shout out. Um you know Diego Luna? No, I don't. The actor that Y tu mamá también, or Star Wars, like one of the, the most recent Google ones. It. No. Diego Luna, you Google like I'm a phone. <laughs> and then, um, so he actually started uh, doing that, that uh, the pro, he was aware of his pronouns and it's called the, in, in Spanish or in Mexico, they call it the inclusive language. Mm-hmm. And he was like, whenever he was mentioning someone doing something, for example, it was female, he would say, ellas. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't say ellas or ellos, he would say ellas. Yeah. Or instead of saying estos, estas, is like estes. And I think, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, so, go ahead. No, you're good. So um, a, lot of, a lot of people that listen to that podcast, they were trying to find a way to, you know, because they're they right there. Cool. Oh, you're good? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Cool. So um, he started doing a lot more like in Spanish, like in, in Mexico, they call it more lenguaje inclusivo. Mm-hmm. And... It, for me, it's like, hey, that's good. I mean, why not include so it? Yeah, why not include it if it's something that really means just as, you know, uh, a Bible means important things for you. Why not include it for someone that, that, you know, that means like that particular language or means to them? Because then once you appreciate one and the other, you said earlier, it all comes from love and you can easily live a better life. Yeah, because then you can understand. Neither's taking away from either, and you're you're you get to understand each other's you know life. Yeah, Um, that's what I. That's what that's how I am. That's what we try to do. Me and my wife is, we try to to to. Every time we get a chance to talk about stuff like this, it's just you know what? Like, there's things that you you can't change from people because there's a meaning behind it, Um, and. It can't just be, oh, they're wrong. No, like, it's just, that's what makes him feel comfortable. That's what helps him live with rights and, and freedom that we want in America. Everybody wants to have. 
that's the freedom right there. Whenever you can appreciate the other person's point of view and not just talk about, oh, freedom because of my one, my gun. Like, no, dude, that's uh, not freedom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if, you know, if that is for some people, okay. And if it is, and if it is for okay. you, that's great. That's great. But as just as how that gun is meaningful for you, then the language part is meaningful for the other person. Right. And to that, I definitely want to say that that's beautiful, especially because Spanish is the most, one of, well, in my experience, the most gendered language. Mm -hmm. Every, almost pretty much every single word, even right. for a chair, a silla. Mm -hmm. Why? Like, you know, and I, I think Spanish is also a really passionate, beautiful language. Whenever mm -hmm. you watch like a show in Spanish or in English, you're like, oh my God, the English one sucks. But like the Spanish, the Spanish one, I can feel every right. feeling. But going back to language, I think, I think in in the position that I've been in, in the community, in my job, in my profession, I have learned that everybody has language and the power of language, right? So everybody has the power of being inclusive and that matters, right? Like that's really cool when instead of, even if you're talking to the gas station person or whatever, like instead of being like this or that, I'm mentioning something that is like wide open, right? So instead of being like, hey, do you have a, girlfriend or boyfriend like instead of saying that being like hey do you have a partner right that's what Rima says like, a lot it partner. that's that's and it's I think it can be really fun to almost like think of a million different words to use other than gendered type mm -hmm. language and it can be done and listen like I I remember myself when when they them was first introduced to me I had a hard time but it's a process and again going back to it like people see effort your effort is rec is like you it is noticed big time so even if you do fuck up if you're making an effort mm -hmm. you're doing the you're so, doing it good job right keep up the effort and keep correcting yourself right and hum like be humble i don't know like don't be right. all like right. mm -mm. or like how you 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 uh you you want to you know you want to be known as he or they right yeah well those are my pronouns, those are pronouns. Yeah. so 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 like for you if 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 for you it why not cater to you you know if, but um because like i'd say in conversations we will we will still have those el ella yes you know I, i'm i'm all for that especialmente so, en español o sea si sí. empezamos a hablar español sí. porque estamos como programados de alguna manera no a decir él o ella este sí. o esta hey mix it up a little bit so y, es, y eso, es lo que tenemos que hacer sí. yo creo para poder sí. poder incluir como como lo hizo Diego Luna yo creo que está perfectamente porque en español yo creo que es un poquito más difícil y simplemente yes. por la cultura que nos acostumbran ¿no? mm -hmm. porque solo hay niño y hay niña nada más no la cultura entonces de manera de manera de incluir deberíamos de practicarlo yo eso mm -hmm. lo voy a tratar de hacer de practicarlo para mm -hmm. poder mm -hmm. incluirlo en mi vocabulario y esa es la única manera mm -hmm. de incluir eso sí sí y aprender es de, de practicar de practicar correctamente yeah. tal vez no sea un 100% pero por lo menos un progreso es ayuda sí claro. sí eso ayuda eso es un esfuerzo. Eh, un esfuerzo. Sí, y el esfuerzo es, es todo, mm -hmm. right? Like, Correcto. Sí. Sí, no, Spanglish sí. now. No, <laughs> sí. That's fine. Yeah. Es de Puerto Rico, así sí. que sí. Boricua. R-P-R. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you, how, um, Puerto Rican food? 
you know, Puerto you Rican dig the, the mofongo? Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tons of garlic. That's the favorite part. That's the favorite part. Oh, yeah. Mofongo. Uh, the mofongo. It's hard to find some good mofongo here in Austin, too. There's one, Chagos. I have had mofongo from there. You I had like leftover it? mofongo from my last partner. Uh-huh. It was delicious. Lamar, right? It's good. Yeah, yeah Lamar, Lamar and... and- Still different from being oh, yeah, out there, sure. of course. Nah, we went to Puerto Rico and I think the food was just amazing every day. I, I could eat mofongo all the time. There's something called un quesito. Un quesito. And it's like a pastry. It's like, uh, has cream cheese or some type of cheese on the inside and it has like sugar on top and it's just like a little pastry roll with a lot of flakes. <gasps> that thing, I can have one every single day of my life. It's so good. <laughs> un quesito, you said. Un quesito. Un quesito. I need to check Did it out. have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nah, we went to... Puerto Rico in 2016 and man, I, for me, I could just live there. Yeah. Oh, I my love. sister did for six years. Really? Nice. Uh, nice. Also, you know, the, 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 I think, I don't know now, but I think there was a time a couple years ago where the poverty level was like mm. 80% of everybody who lived there was under po- uh, the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in and of itself, its own things, but you know, humble, know. humble life, humble right. life and I, I can't speak for her experience. I will say that too, but yeah. I know um, there was a, because of tax reasons or tax breaks, there was a lot of pharmaceutical companies that went there, but then they ended up moving out. So that's what started causing some of the economy to collapse in Puerto Rico. Uh, so I think I might be wrong. I might be right. I but fucked up pharmaceuticals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I would say <laughs> that was the case. But <laughs> man, I went there, we went and it was just, Man, it was amazing. I loved everything about it. Um, I never I, been, so I, I, I really want to go. Back. I really want to go. And and Esteban is over there, our mm. friend. Yeah, yeah. Esteban. Uh, we have a mutual friend that is yeah. over there right now. And man, he looks nice. The pictures, everything, the beach. The beach, man. Culebrita. Ooh. If you go, mm-hmm. you should know that the that like the locals don't sleep with AC. You should know that. Oh, yeah, that's true. So if you have AC and you want, like, a, you know, in your Airbnb or whatever situation. Uh-huh. Um, and you want a more real experience, turn it off. Don't use it. Crack your window, whatever, all that. <laughs> so what, what would, uh, savage, but like, yeah, yeah. but I mean, that's it's not, know, but right? here's the one, like it's the Caribbean hot. So it feels good. It's not the, the Galveston hot. <laughs> well, it's probably not humid. I'm guessing. No, it's humid, but it is like, you get that breeze and it, it, it kind of like cools, cools off. It feels yeah. different. It feels a different type of hot. I think you still leave the shower and start sweating like five minutes later. Well, yeah, of course. I, I, I sweat anyways. I'm already about to sweat right Let now. Let me ask you this. Is it hot in cold water or just cold water? In the, in the water? Like in the Like, in the no, when you, when you shower. Oh. I, I can't remember. Oh. I, I had too many, too many mojitos. And <laughs> but I, got, I, got, I took a shower. That's what matters. But uh, I, Probably... I mix. I don't know. Templado. Both, I'm uh, guessing. Templado. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. <laughs> templado, templado, templado. Definitely, definitely cold. Warm, I believe so. Hot, maybe not so much. Okay. That's good. You can get a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's because, uh, well, in El Salvador, like, it's uh-huh. just cold. Oh, yeah. So, it, it was. But, I mean, it's, it was hot over there. It was right? hot over there. Yeah. But the thing is, you know how you shower and you get, with cold water, for example, and mm-hmm. then you get out of the, sh- the shower you feel you feel hot because your body's trying to like mm-hmm. lever your temperature. Yeah, right? yeah. So you, that happened to me, and I could never cool off. Like it was too hot. It's too hot. 
I was yeah. dying. And then there was no AC over there. there was no AC. You would be dying in Puerto Rico. Straight yeah. up. Yeah. 100%. Oh, shoot. But still great. <laughs> the weather's still like super lovely, like 80s, pretty much all year long. Yeah, it's like always 75, 80s. 80s, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's not, it's not like 100. It's like here. Like here. It yeah. rains daily, but like for 10 minutes sometimes. And El Yunque is, <sighs> is the rainforest out there. I thousand percent recommend it. Yeah. El Yunque. Una cascadita ahí. Es Instagram worthy. The, <laughs> Para la foto. Uh, Para la foto. The, uh, I know uh, Abel's cousin introduced a patacón burger, or at least that's how you say it. I don't know how you say it in Spanish, but it's like a burger with the plantain, plantains as buns. Oh, see? What's the guy's name, Abel's cousin? Uh, he's always he's the one that always brings, uh, he brings, he brings plantains yeah. everywhere he goes. Uh, I can't remember, but I know. He was seated right not there. Right? No, no, that's not, no, that's Chubbs. Oh. But that's another cousin that he <laughs> has that everywhere he goes, he always brings a plantain. Oh. And everywhere <laughs> Abel goes, he brings a champagne, a bottle of champagne. I have gotten champagne from Abel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Abel, shout out. Yeah, shout, shout out. out. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was, yeah, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool dude. It's uh, he's the reason why you know you're here because he, yeah. he he kept saying, "I'm blessed hey, to have that connection." He, so we had we were having a call, we were we we're having tacos one day, and he's like, "Dude, when are you gonna have roux?" And I was like, "I need to go to the shop first, and then introduce yeah. myself, and then also do pictures for you guys, so then you can at least say, okay, this guy can do a little bit of something." Yeah, and then. I went there and I, as soon as we were there, five minutes later, we were like, hey, he's like, hey, Rue, come here. And then we started talking. Uh-huh. That's when we got, we started looking at dates and, you know, possibilities. That's, as, as we were messaging you guys, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was, I was, messaging, I was, was talking was, to Rue just to get, to get an idea. When can we do it? Cause I wanted to do it before the year is over. So Good job for organizing this. Cause some people suck at organizing. <laughs> Man, it was so I, I was I, I wanted to have an outline and I was like, I don't know if 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 I really want to have an outline. I want to just free flow on this one. It's a Saturday. I want to just, you know, I can free flow about so many things. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. You know what? Let's free flow it. And then he, he just got out of work, too. So, yeah, know. Like, oh, yeah. No, let's super chill. chill. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I was like, OK, let's plan it. And then we were the, the plan was to record at the shop. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, I don't know how late for people stay. So they said, no, nah, let's just come over here and do it. So, yeah. Well, sometimes it's too, it's a nice switch up for me because I've been there. Uh, this week I was only there two days because mm-hmm. I, I just came back from vacation. Vacay. <laughs> but, uh, which was lovely. But uh, uh, <laughs> Where did you go? I like to switch up things. I went to Long Beach, California. Okay. It was my first trip out to Cali ever. LA. And I planned on surfing, but unfortunately the only morning I could surf, the weather was like not safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I couldn't wear my, like, I would have had to take off my glasses, which I can see, but mm-hmm. anyways. Just... Did you eat uh, tacos estilo Tijuana or uh, uh, oh California? No. <laughs> Pero me dieron un burrito. Okay. Nah, okay. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> burrito. <laughs> nah. Cali has, for me, I would say the best food in the nation when it comes to the Mexican food. Yeah, there was, there it, was a lot of great food there, I think. Yeah. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I will say... The, specifically my burrito mm-hmm. the seasoning was okay yeah like it was lacking a little bit of seasoning but see you don't need mexican food it's not burritos now yeah. <laughs> no, I know that, no i know that i know that i know that but like the the meat inside was yeah, yeah. you know like should have been more seasonal yeah but you're right you're 100 thank you for the call out thank you, you so much if you would have let me know like hey what do you recommend i already send you a list i got a list so. Okay, I'm gonna need that list for next time. All right, yeah. <laughs> and you said it was your first time being there, right? It was my first time. It was, it was such a beautiful place. Yeah, it was 
awesome to like get and smoke legal yeah greens <laughs> by greens we mean grass yes legal grass by grass we'd mean organic <laughs> and by organic we mean uh greenery <laughs> another word <for> greenery. <laughs> but uh and that was quite an experience like that they have like door dash Situ- like kind of like a DoorDash yeah, situation where yeah. like they drop it off and I was like <gasps> and they have like BOGO deals like buy one get one for a dollar or whatever like they- well, well you I'll, know like like even, even now like oh um, gummies <laughs> with CBD or THC my my aunt uh-huh. she like in Mexico City because it's legal to consume she actually started she's a like in Spanish like in Mexico it's like a naturista like a lot of yeah. natural product uh-huh. okay. are they a curandera or no? no no she just sells like organic stuff okay, kind, yeah. kind of like a low key Whole, Whole Foods when I walked in Whole Foods I, it's not like my, my aunt's uh, store I'm like man this is my aunt's my aunt's that's, house. A, that's amazing and uh, they started because a lot of people have pain problems and out of nowhere one of my aunts was like yeah I have I have back problems or something was hurting and I started doing like gummies Con un poquito de piquete. Toma tu pastito. And Toma then, tu pastito. And then uh, she said, like, that stopped hurting. So then she recommended my aunt to sell it. And she's doing her business. And apparently she's getting good clientele because of that. Because a lot of people yeah. are tired of taking painkillers. Yeah, and I mean, of course, you don't have to do it every day. But she said, you can see the difference in some people's, like, especially, like, yeah. muscularly or, mm-hmm. or in their joints. Te, se quita el, el, ¿cómo se llama? El, el dolorcito. El dolorcito. Sí. When the earth has medicine, the earth has created medicine in food, right? Mm-hmm. The earth has yeah. created medicine in other ways that like, like aloe even, right? Mm-hmm. Aloe vera and whatnot. Like that's all from the, the earth, skin, yeah. right? So like, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking medicine because I do think it's 100% legit. Right. But uh, in college, I actually did a, a paper my senior year where I talked a little bit about like Western healthcare versus like alternative medicine. Mm-hmm. And long story short, just basically how like Western healthcare, America, right? Uh, they will spend like five minutes. They will focus very little on your holistic health, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you sleeping? What are you eating? Are you in an abusive situation, relationship, shitty environment, right? Like, they don't care about that. They don't ask for that. All they care about is, like, your, you know, the five uh, vital signs. And then, uh, okay, boom. Like, I wrote something down that you may have a million side effects that in, that will, I'll prescribe something else right. that will help. And it's like, no. You gotta, you know, you can't just give uh, a chemical for a back problem. Well, it shouldn't be that easy. I think it should right? not be that easy. I, it yeah. should be accessible. But. Right. Like I was talking to one of my friends that has, uh, not you, but he has, uh, like a, by his groin. Whoa. <laughs> no, 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 cause he just <laughs> came out of the injury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then, uh, he, he, uh, but he's had it for a while and uh-huh. he goes to the doctor and they do x-rays and then we surgery, not surgery. And then he's talking about, they want to give him like medicines, like, you know, pills. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But here's two things that I want to ask you. Have they, like recommended for you to get like physical therapy and have they recommended anything else that you can do outside of just taking a pill? Wow. And he's like, no, they haven't. And it's for the leg. And it's just for like this part right here. Wow. This swells up and then it's just, he he can't really um, walk or anything. But I told him, have they actually told you, you know what, maybe try yoga, maybe try something that can help stretch it out because i mean there's some yoga stuff that you can do that you don't need to be using a whole lot of your body right you know what i was thinking about this like literally this morning where i was like there are everything i do in my body 
mm-hmm. and my job is constantly forward. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to literally on my free time, like do the opposite. And I was thinking this morning about how quick and easy it would be for anybody mm-hmm. to add a morning wake up routine. I won't even put a time frame on it where you're spending just a couple minutes, literally just stretching and like waking your body up. But like how many people do that? I didn't. Right, I don't. I I move my body, but like it's it's helpful. It's really helpful when you do that. I, I, I do find that like I do I do stretch. Yeah, uh, a good amount of the week. Right, but not in the morning. But I do find mm. that the the I I can say from my knee, my knee could be in a worse situation, but. Like from right, from from, from last from last yeah, Friday to today, yeah. I can actually walk, mm. but it's just because of rehabbing it and, and constantly trying to find a way to to give it some mobility, but yet not go crazy. modelos. Man, this oh no, this this week was very yeah. It was a fun week. It was. We, fun. we went we went we went all out pretty much. Yeah. We, we haven't done that in a while, but it's it's a we call it Guadalupe Reyes. <laughs> From what, going all out, like, yeah. So, okay, so yeah. in Mexico, they have a from El Dia de, del Cumpleaños de la Virgencita, which is actually today. <laughs> we said it early, HBD. HBD. <laughs> so, happy birthday. So, from, from there, all the way from there, all the way to uh Reyes Magos, which is January 6th, uh-huh. you just worry about you know having fun, drinking, or whatever. <laughs> Water, <laughs> water, of course. <laughs> and then, and yes, then, uh, so they call sure. it Guadalupe Reyes because okay. you're always doing something posada or whatever. Okay. And this week we started pretty early because Mexico <laughs> played here at the stadium, mm-hmm. and Saturday we oh man started hanging out here. We didn't get home till like pretty early. Yeah, uh, pretty early in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> and then and then on Thursday we uh our friend Coke, the uh the other, the other guest uh-huh. uh host, Coke, shout out, we miss you. <laughs> we we went to his house because uh-huh. we had a party where he's like, you know what, you just come like like uh kind of like a pajama party. I'm like, I'm going I'm to wear whatever I wear, you know, to go to sleep with tank top and shorts. Yeah, and they came out festive <laughs> with like pajamas. I came in like, I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> so they're all like festive, you know, with their like, one, like, like Christmas onesies, like Hannah and David okay, came yeah, matching. matching. And then yeah. I came in literally with chanclas, shorts and a tank top. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is, is my, my me, pajama. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. And yesterday we, you know, we were relaxing, but today here, but then I'm going to Galveston tomorrow. And then Saturday we have the dinner. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Man, we, we have like a lot of stuff going on and I have a posala on Tuesday night. <laughs> And then what else next week on Thursday, Wednesday? I have, have oh, we have interview. the, oh, oh, the interview. Con yeah. este vato. And then, <laughs> and then on, on Thursday is Spider-Man. Oh yes. Oh, and then I have a wedding the next week. That's so, still December. And that's still, still December. And that's like, January yeah. Six. So we got a lot of stuff going on, but which I'm, I love, I love, you know, doing things. Like, he likes to be busy for sure. Yeah. yeah I can, I can be at home one day. Which, with that being said, would you consider yourself a multi-potentialite? I, I don't think know. he is. You yeah, think so? Yeah. I would guess you are. Yeah. It's just somebody who, who juggles a lot. Yeah. 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 I you would know? Say. And sometimes it can be all at once, like I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say. But like you said, I do it strategically where mm. yeah. my where like if I'm working on my job, like it's my job right here and I'm not gonna do anything. But for like if I'm like on a uh, financial analyst, I'm a financial analyst at that moment. Right. But then after I clock out, Let's go. <laughs> That's somebody solid else. discipline. Let's go. Yeah. He let's turns go. into El Chavo del Ocho. And yeah. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, I, yeah, I guess I just thought about that. I guess I am. 
Yeah. You are. Yeah. Un poquito de todo. Mm -hmm. A jack of all trades, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Chavo del Ocho? <laughs> Or is that the... El Chavo del Ocho es, es una serie eh, de México que, que pasaban en, en los años que noventas, los dos mil. De setentas. Los setentas. A ochentas. A ochentas. Ajá, es más viejo de lo que... De lo que bueno, yo lo miré en los viejo, Yo lo miré en los noventas y, y este, pues era básicamente uh, una, diversión. ¿Una banda? ¿Un juego? Era un, una serie. Por eso oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Well, we'll send you a link. You, you're probably going to like gotcha, it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool. And it's, it was funny and... I just call him el Chavo del Ocho. ¿Tú te pareces Chavo del Ocho, güey? No? Es más como, como Diego Luna. But, yeah, man, uh, Ru, I appreciate you coming. Oh my God, uh, thank you for having we, me. We, we, you know, I'm glad we have this conversation. Um, Same. We wanted to close, you know, almost as we were closing the year, we wanted to have a member of a, the LGBT community, so... We are honored that you're here and appreciate yes. it. Thank you, thank you. Because we were having it, we were for yeah. a while, we were trying to see, okay, you know, we, we, just, we get it, yeah. we have to do it. So I'm glad you came. And it was like a last minute thing on free flow, but it can, it's not great. It's yeah. not good. That means a lot to me. I'm really glad that you're like wrapping up the year with that. You yeah. know, like that's, no, he, that's he, powerful. He said he wanted to do it like that. He said yeah. he, we got to close out the, the, the year Damn. with that. So. I'm honored. Seriously, thank so, you very much. Next, And it's funny because... Either Coke is out of town or the V's out of town, but you get one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you got the best one. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Coke. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Can I say something before we wrap up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I know I mentioned earlier with, um, I mean, I dropped a Loke's name a lot, and I mentioned earlier with the uh, legislature in Texas banning a bunch of books. Mm -hmm. yes. I know that uh, people can... Uh, purchase uh, like do, quote unquote donation copies that they can like gift to a a, a family a, okay. a child a youth etc. So uh, Alok Venman, you can look them up on Instagram. They'll know go. their URL and whatnot. But uh, I want to provide that resource. Okay. I want to share that as a yes. queer feeling barber. That is important. Yes. And uh, um, you know if legislature is attacking the youth. Fuck that. Yeah, fuck <laughs> I'm gonna that. fight that. No, so no, I'm with you. Uh, fuck where that. I can. So yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, you take a education away from youth, that's like the stupidest that's thing bullshit. you can do a country. Yes. Yeah. So, so um uh, yeah, thank you. Thank hey, you. No, thank you, thank you. And and, and uh remember, um where can they find you if they want to get a haircut? They can find me at the barbershop. Barbershop. On the east side. We're located 1023 Springdale Road. It's called Springdale General. There you go. Uh, we are in building one, and that is inside the building, not on the outside. A lot of people look for the suites on the outside. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Richie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you could also follow me online at Queer Friendly Barber, all lowercase, all connected. Let's go. And Instagram. And you can also get a little coffee as, you know, you're walking in. Hey, appreciate the coffee, though. The one you got me that day. You're welcome. That's welcome. pretty cool. It, was, it woke me up. <laughs> it got me focused on doing pictures. <laughs> and and I still need to go to the barbershop because I, I told Abel I was going to get a haircut there. But I, I haven't gotten a haircut with Cisco or Abel. So I need or, to like really do that. We'll be around when, you, when you're ready. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I appreciate everything that you said. Uh, thank you for educating me with all the language and all that. Um, I'll get better and I'll practice it. You're doing great. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you. Well, Rasa, you guys know, y'all know, and, you know, have a good evening. Uh, I want to say happy holidays because we got one more before the year, but uh, don't drink and drive. And if you drink, just take an Uber. <laughs> 
And, uh, cómale tamales en, you know, <risa> el, el cuerpo lo sabe. El cuerpo lo sabe. Y acuérdense, acuérdense, síganos. Ahí estamos en Instagram, en Spotify. Sigan escuchando. Hay mucho contenido. Hay muchos episodios muy buenos. Escúchenos. Uh, síganos dando like. Uh, y muchas gracias por escucharnos. Arre, pórtense bien. Chao.